You're listening to The Humaning Podcast with real conversations as we call bullshit on everything capitalism, the patriarchy, and white supremacy culture has duped us into believing about self-care, mental health, fitness, wellness, and all things life. I am Steph Galante, and I created this show to support badass people doing solidarity work in pursuit of disrupting these systems in their lives and communities. Together, we'll discuss how systems of oppression are keeping us unwell and disconnected from ourselves and each other, and how to best support you in creating more aligned self-care practices that will help you human more easily. It's the shit we need to talk about. Hey there. How is life landing for you? How is your heart? I know the world is really hard to be in right now with the genocide happening in Palestine, with how ugly conversations have turned on social media, especially as we navigate the complexity of the entire conflict between Israel and Palestine and with so many lives lost along with and I keep saying this because I think it's important still to be named along with the injustices that continue to happen on a daily basis in our own countries in our own states in our own communities on top of our own personal stuff and all the stuff we've been carrying for all this time it's really hard to be in the world right now. And I'm hoping that still with that acknowledgement, still with that truth, that I'm hoping that still you are able to access moments of joy, moments of peace, moments of ease. Remembering that we need that. We need that. I know, though, that with, if you are kind of in the same place as me where you're feeling like the world is really hard to be in right now, I I also want to name that there is a huge, if, if that's where you find yourself, there's a huge difficulty of being with all that's happening in the world, um, in your world. Right, It doesn't just have to be like world events, current events out in the world, but it could be in your world, in your little slice of the world. And it could be really hard to digest what's happening as things are happening, as things are unfolding, especially if you've been feeling like, damn, it's been like one thing after another after another. You know, like it's a lot Now, I I want to acknowledge that I am privileged because I am safe. My loved ones are safe. I have access to basic necessities and then some, right? For me, that is my truth. And that might be yours too. Remembering, of course, that we must honor all the ways we walk through the world, all of our identities. Acknowledging our privilege in the world. And also the complexity of the fact that still everything can seem very hard and feel hard. For me, life has felt very sticky. And I want to note that it is really, for me, 
easy to get stuck in that stickiness. And (laughs) I also want to be clear that when we are experiencing, when you, when I am experiencing hard or even horrific things, I think it's really important to name that we can't expect to just deal with it and move through it like like a snap of our fingers. We also have to be very careful too, though, about bypassing ourselves, uh, gaslighting ourselves. And we also have to be careful of letting it drag us all the way down to like the bottom of the depths of despair. And so, you know, I always think even though it's hard that we must be in the hard of what it is we're experiencing, we have to be very careful in like I said, not bypassing and not gaslighting ourselves, not trying to rush ourselves through anything. And also the flip side of that is not letting it drag us down all the way. And a couple of episodes ago, we were I was talking about, you know, is it okay? Is it possible to celebrate, to access moments of joy, to access moments of ease when the world's on fire? And kind of what I was remarking on was it's necessary in order to keep us from giving up, in order for us to stay in the fight, in order for us to have any sort of energy to care for ourselves and to show up in the in action of authentic community care. We have to. And so we must be very vigilant about how we are experiencing the hard, making sure that we are experiencing it. And also (laughs) being careful as we allow ourselves to experience it to also make space for joy, make space for ease within ourselves for love for laughter even just small bits again so that way we continue to keep ourselves resourced so we can continue on and I know that's really complicated right like because Sometimes, I don't know about you, I know for me, sometimes, you know, I could feel like allowing myself to feel joy or ease during time of despair almost feels like selling out or, you know, some may say you're less committed to the cause. You might feel that, you know, the people who are facing injustice that I'm trying to support and, um you know, show up for, they don't get to experience rest or joy or ease. Why should I? But the thing is, the people who we're showing up for need us to be resourced. They need us to continue to be resourced so that we can stay in the fight for them, so that we cannot be burnt out, so that we can, you know, continue 
So it's not shameful. It's not pointless. And also, it allows us to keep on carrying the hard stuff. And it can be hard to carry it day after day. It's hard to keep piling stuff on. And so I, I, I want to make sure to, I don't know, I don't want to say soften things because sometimes people have feelings about that, but I want to offer some softness here with the reminder that there's no one right way to do this, to, to, to navigate life as it is for, for so many of us, you know, one atrocity after the next. And for me, what I always come back to in my check-ins is like energy as the guide. I always come back to the question of what is, what is present? What do I need? What is necessary for me to get from where I am to where it is I want to be in terms of what I want to be feeling? So that I can continue to show up for the cause. And... You know, this conversation is kind of going a little bit differently than I originally planned as I was kind of weeks ago planning out um, the content for each episode through the end of the year. And I had planned this week to um, discuss Ayurveda's principle of strengthening uh, digestion or strengthening your digestive power. And this conversation is still very important it's always important no matter what is happening in life and especially now. And here's why. The goal of Ayurveda is to decrease inflammation within the body and to promote ease and strong digestion. We are talking about your body's ability to digest food and drinks. Yes, but that's just piece of the puzzle. We are also talking about your ability you know, to digest your thoughts, your feelings, your experiences. Because when we don't deal with our shit or when we are actively living in a state of terror or injustice, you know, that is made up of one experience after another, right? Anything unresolved within us gets stored within us. It causes discomfort. It causes dis-ease, like a feeling of being not at ease. And eventually it will cause inflammation within the body all the way down, as you probably have guessed it, to a cellular level. And sometimes that's surprising to us because it's like, oh, shit, I didn't realize. Like when we uncover what it is that's going on, it's like, oh, gosh, I didn't realize that would have that kind of effect, right? Because we're so busy, we're, we're tuned into like what we can see and what we can actively feel. But sometimes this stuff gets buried or it takes hold or takes root way deep down and plays out in a completely, you know, subtle way. And so the question you might be asking is like, what do we do about it? And the answer is we do the best that we can (laughs) with what we have. And so today I I want you to think about maybe considering 
you know, how and this whole concept about inflammation. <laughs> this conversation about dis-ease. This conversation about digestion. Right? Thoughts, words, actions, along with what we eat and drink. Think about it. You know, um, I don't know if this happens to you, but sometimes if I eat beans, for instance, that aren't, you know, seasoned with like ginger and things that will help it to not be so inflammatory for me, um, I can experience a lot of bloating and a lot of gas, right? And sometimes it's bloating and gas that I feel and sometimes you can see it, right? Or my stomach feels different. Um, my, my body, my being feels different, right? That's for me a very, like something I can really experience. And sometimes we are very conscious of the way thoughts and experiences and words have settled within us. And sometimes we're not. Sometimes we're not. Maybe when you're upset, you get a stomach ache or a headache. Maybe it might settle in within you in, as joint pain or a feeling of lethargy or feeling of anger. I don't know, right? We all kind of manifest things differently. And so I'm interested to see how this conversation today lands for you in terms of help for digesting stuff. And before we get started, with the guidance that I have, I want to first offer you a moment for you to do a check-in. And I have some questions, some prompts for you to consider. Feel free to go about this any way you like, whether you're writing answers down, pausing the, um, you know, the podcast episode as, you, as we go along or however you want to do this. Maybe you're just sitting in contemplation. So the first question is, how resourced are you? And when I ask you that, I mean like, is your gas tank full? Is it medium or is it almost on empty? Perhaps even running on fumes? <laughs> no shade, right? No shame. Now, when it comes to how resourced are you, this might be in terms of overall energy level. It may be in terms of the support you have access to. It may be in terms of available time or maybe some or all of the above. Just depends on you. The next question I have is, is your energy or is your being feeling balanced or not so much? And if you're not feeling balanced, can you kind of discern what type of energy is present? Now, you might be familiar with Ayurveda's three energies if you've been around here for a little while, Vata, Pitta, and Kapha, and might be able to identify which of these is dominant or in excess if you are not feeling balanced. And no worries if that all sounds completely foreign because I'm going to break it down. So if you're new to the show, welcome. Glad you're here. Um, and so in terms of what energy is present if you're not feeling balanced, if you are feeling unsettled, maybe worried or anxious or kind of find yourself flitting about from thing to thing without anything being really completed, this is Vata energy working in overdrive. If you are feeling frustrated, super critical, angry, or like you've got to push through, push forward at all costs, this is pitta energy working in overtime. 
And if you're feeling deeply sad, unmotivated, lethargic, maybe overwhelmed and paralyzed by it, that's a bunch of kapha energy weighing on you. And the reason this is important to know, like the type of energy that's present is because how we're feeling will determine how we care for ourselves. It will determine, you know, what is happening with your digestion. And it will determine how you come to your practices. Because remember, we don't benefit from keeping any of our practices the same for the sake of consistency. But we really benefit from adjusting all of our practices based on what's present for us and honoring what is present with what would be balancing or soothing when we are not feeling imbalanced. In balance, I-N, in balance. And when it comes to how resourced we are, that will determine the intensity and frequency of what we do, how we do it. And this is such an important piece of the puzzle because it helps to when we are considering if our how, you know the state of our gas tank and we're considering the type of energy present for us if we are not feeling balanced all of these these this information helps us to truly meet ourselves where we are we're considering how much time we have right we're meeting ourselves with realistic expectations and appropriate plans that leave room for flexibility and also free ourselves from guilt, should, and judgment. So as we get started with the conversation around any practices, I invite you to really put at the forefront of your mind how resourced you currently are. And if you're feeling an imbalance in energy, along the way of the conversation, I'd like for you to continue to create space for, you know, Acknowledging the type of energy that's in excess and the effect that it's having on you so that this conversation doesn't exacerbate that, right? And maybe even consider doing something that would be soothing for yourself right now as we begin the conversation so you can create that space for yourself to just kind of be with what I'm talking about. Now, each piece of guidance I'm offering today will have options from lowest bandwidth and capacity. Remember, <clears throat> Bandwidth is the amount of time you've got to do something in and your capacity is like, um, you know, what you can do realistically with that time and the energy you've got. So feel free to do what you want, like take what you need, leave the rest. There is zero obligation here. And you're welcome also to adjust anything as you see fit. So the first thing in terms of Ayurveda's guidance for strengthening digestion is a morning routine. And we discussed this in last week's episode. So if you missed that episode, no worries. Go on back to that. And remembering that our routine sets the tone for the day. It allows us to have time for ourselves, even if it is just one minute before all the day starts. And it allows us an anchor point that opens the door for us to come to other anchor points throughout the day. Remembering to adjust your practices based on how you're feeling and the time you have. It can look different each day. And that's fine. The second thing that we can do for ourselves to help us to digest all that is going on is 
to purposely and purposefully pause throughout the day to engage in some self-love acts. Yes, even when shit's too much, even when you are in the thick of productivity. This is so important because what it does is it slows down the pace of things, of life, of your thoughts. It gives you pause. It allows you to be present and maybe even replenish your cup a little bit. Now, I I will be honest, often there are a lot of feelings about this practice. Feeling like perhaps you can't pause or things will unravel. Maybe you can't pause because that will force you to face how much you're carrying or how hard it all is. Maybe you're feeling like you can't pause because you'll lose your momentum or conviction to keep going in this fight, in what, you know, moving one step in front of the other through the thick of it all. And there may be so many other feelings present. Here's what I know. Your feelings are valid. The feelings you have are valid. There may be some truth to them. There may be some untruths to them. I also know that sometimes we have to unravel in order to move through the hard stuff. And also, an important consideration in this is also timing and having access to resources to support you. So I also understand that we are not always resourced to unravel. What I also know is that we cannot bulldoze our way forward. We cannot keep pushing forward, ignoring our needs, never slowing down until we hit the wall. When it comes to injustice, remember I said earlier, right, just because the people we're fighting for cannot take a break or don't get a break or are continuing to face one injustice after the other, we as the people, it doesn't mean that we cannot take a break. I understand the sentiment. I've been there myself, right? But it's not true. Whoever we're showing up for needs us to be resourced, clear-minded, tuned in. They need us to be sustained so we can keep going. No matter what, Burnout is not the only way to justice. Now, when it comes to pausing throughout the day, this can look very different for everybody. And so I encourage you, if you are feeling like you are running on empty in terms of the gas in your gas tank, if you cannot spare much time, if you are not very you know, heavily resourced in terms of the support you have access to beyond yourself, Maybe start with one or two pauses each day. Schedule it into your day. Schedule it in. It could literally be you schedule it in for five minutes in between meetings or before pickup of someone or something. I mean, there could be so many different ways you could do this. Maybe you don't have a morning routine. And so maybe that's when you insert a pause. Maybe the pause comes right before you go to bed. Maybe the pause comes for 30 seconds before you eat a meal or a snack or anything. Even if you're in the car or on the move, you take a breath before you unwrap, uncover, open, whatever it is that it is that you're about to eat. If you are moderately resourced, I encourage you to tune in to what your body and being are asking for. Maybe pausing three to four times a day and tuning in. 
maybe meeting yourself in one small way to answer the call that your body is giving you. And then when you are more highly resourced, the hope is that you will more routinely come to soothing or grounding or uplifting or spacious practices throughout the day. And again, these can be flexible based on your time, based on your needs. Another consideration for short pauses or purposeful pauses is yoga nidra practice, right? This guided meditation that takes us on a journey on a a journey of consciousness and awareness to the different layers of our being. It's so healing, so restorative, so regenerative. And in the fall, especially between 2 and 4 p.m., this is a sweet spot for yoga nidra during vata time, but you really can do this any time of the day. And there are different practices that you can choose based on how you're feeling. The third option you might consider for strengthening your digestive power or helping to just create space for digestion is your evening wind down. I want you to think of this as your gradual powering down process. Now we're in the fall season and nature's kind of doing this for us, right? Sunlight wanes, evenings get darker earlier. And so I encourage you to kind of tune in to the day when you can and begin to kind of take the cue from nature as you begin to see dusk approaching. I, you know, gradual shifts, sometimes it's just even noticing and like, oh, okay, there it is. Ayurveda usually encourages us to begin our wind down process starting around 6 p.m., but I know that's not always feasible. So, you know, you can just have, you know, understand that, oh, that is there, but that's not feasible for me right now. And you could just leave it. That's fine. And so going from low bandwidth and capacity to high, if you are feeling like you really are just not very resourced, I encourage you for your evening wind down focus to replace your before bed scrolling with something soothing and you know be off of devices and your tv at least 30 minutes before bed so that you can create that space and time for some soothing practices um medium bandwidth capacity medium resourced um making sure that you stop working at least an hour before bed I'd really love it to be two hours before at least, um, but I can be patient here. (laughs) And, you know, doing things that you enjoy, doing things that help you to release the day, maybe even calmly preparing for tomorrow. Any of these things can be included in your evening wind down process. And when you are kind of like full energy tank, Now we kind of look at this from a whole day perspective, slowing the pace of your day, inserting things that you enjoy throughout the day, as well as taking time starting from six o'clock or when you can in the evening to release the day, 
to calmly prepare for tomorrow, still not scrolling within 30 minutes before bed, turning the TV off, and engaging in some soothing practices. And now here's the thing I know within American culture, especially people who work, you know, the traditional nine to five or 10 to six or whatever it is your hours are sometimes after work or after you pick up the kids from school, whatever it is that your afternoons and evenings look like, it can be busy. It can be really busy running errands and catching up and doing all the things. And I understand that. I'm not saying that you've got to stop that because <laughs> the reality is you may not be able to. But maybe slow down or at least soften the tight grip that you might have on the steering wheel if you're driving. Maybe soften the like, you know, teeth clenched, eyes hyper-focused on the next thing, the next thing, the next thing, right? Like there's an air of a little bit of stress or there's a like a tightness. It kind of like sucks the air out of the room or the space a little bit, right? Softening that, softening that just a little bit, right? So kind of being with more awareness to the tightness, the tension that is present as you move through these things that you're doing. Something I did yesterday for myself as I found myself kind of like shitting on every single thing that I had to do, I came back to my practice of I get to, I get to do this. And I'll be real, (laughs) it doesn't work for everything, but it does work for some things and that releases the pressure a little bit for me. Now, if you love reading or watching TV before bed, Ayurveda encourages us to do that somewhere other than our bed and allowing our bed to be the place that we go to for sleep and allowing it to be the place that kind of turns that signal on. Oh, here I am in my bed. It is time for sleep. I have to be honest. I don't really do this all the time. I really love my bed. I love reading in my bed. I do love watching TV in my bed. I'm not going to lie. Sometimes I do try to do it, but I don't always. And so, and this is not something that I'm going to beat myself up over, right? Like it's fine. The last um, practice that can be supportive for you in terms of helping you to digest the times to keep your digestive power going strong is eating. And I want to be very, very, very sincere in my acknowledgement that this is a very complicated topic to discuss for So many reasons, food insecurity, eating disorders, body shaming, food labeling and demonizing. It's all real and present in American culture. And so if this is an emotionally flammable flammable topic for you, please go ahead and, and skip this. Go ahead, skip ahead or take it worth a grain of salt. So your lowest option, you know, your lowest resourced option is just eat. Because sometimes when when we're stressed, some of us, we don't eat. So just eat. Please. Please don't skip meals. Please be sure that you're eating. And then when you do become more moderately resourced, you know, maybe switching to lunch being your biggest meal of the day. And the reason is that during the... um, the time of 12 to 1, noontime to 1 o'clock p.m., that is when our digestive power is highest. 
And so we are better off having our bigger meal during that time to ensure that we are fully digested by dinner and also by the time we go to bed. And so I know in American culture, sometimes it comes, you know, quite common to skip lunch altogether, but more so also, you know, having a bigger dinner is, is pretty prevalent in American culture. So we're going to flip that, have the bigger meal at lunchtime. And then when you are, you know, more maximally resourced, maybe consider in eating according to a schedule that allows for your food to kind of digest before the next meal. And, um, and so Ayurveda offers us kind of a, a schedule that allows for maybe four to six hours between meals. So that way, because digestion, full digestion takes us quite a few hours. And so we do want to try to be digested before we have the next meal. So breakfast might happen between 7 and 8 a.m. Maybe a snack if you need it between 9 and 10. And then lunch between 12 and 1. Again, the biggest meal of the day. A snack if needed between 2 and 3. And then dinner between 5 and 7 p.m. And of course, dinner being smaller than lunch. Now, here are some things to consider. First of all, if you are going to be in bed between 10 and 11 p.m. sleeping, right? Then that window of dinner time being between 5 and 7 or 5 and 7.30 is great so that way you could be fully digested by the time you fall asleep. But of course, if you're going to be up later for whatever reason, then you can adjust these eating times so that way you're not finishing eating 7, 7.30 and then still not, you know, for whatever reason, going to bed at 1, 1.30, whatever time it is you can adjust your schedule to fall later in the evening because that's a big window of time from seven to one, right? To not be eating for. And so it's okay to be a little bit flexible. Hopefully you're not staying up late every single night. It's a different conversation for those people who work overnight or work late into the night uh, because that's what time their work schedule is. And so that's when I usually have some specific conversations with clients around what they need to do for themselves in that way. But just a consideration to be flexible here. This offers a framework, but it is flexible. Another thing, if you have the ability to bathe before you eat dinner or really any meal, that's uh, ideal because bathing signals to our body time to relax. It's a relaxing kind of thing. And if we are have eaten beforehand and are inactively digesting, and then we go and take our shower, then the body is going to want to calm down and then digestion becomes sluggish. So it's ideal to bathe beforehand when you can. And if you can't, then just wait a couple hours if you can before uh, you take a shower. Um, So if you've eaten, maybe wait a couple of hours before you shower and um, so that you don't interrupt the process too much. And of course, it's not always going to work out that way and that's okay. So I'm wondering what are your thoughts are here? Depending on what energy is most salient for you these days, you might be feeling anxious by this information and getting started. Maybe you're feeling overwhelmed by all of the options, maybe even paralyzed. And as I said last week, you might be noticing that you want to do all the things. <laughs> but remember, it's not about quantity, but quality. And so if you have the tendency to feel like you want to do all the things, 
you know, let that go. That comes from dominant culture too. If you're feeling anxious, if you're feeling overwhelmed, meet yourself there with compassion. And always my encouragement is to start really small. One small action. And, you know, if I know anything about you, right, I know the people I'm in community with, they are leaders. They are change makers. They are people who show up fiercely for those who they love and, you know, in the name of justice. I know that maybe you are used to having to figure things out on your own, um, that you are so conscious of not placing burden or harm on anybody, of trying to show up for yourself so that you don't tax anyone else, right? Unnecessarily, especially. But my friend, remember that we all need help. And so consider this as you consider, you know, your next step with this information. What if there was somebody walking beside you in this journey, right? Because I'm here for that. And what if you didn't have to figure it out on your own? What if clarity could come sooner? What if the burnout that you might be feeling or the pressure you might be feeling or the murkiness that you might be feeling, what if we could lighten that simply by just meeting and talking? So I encourage you to consider the ease that you need, the relief that you need in your day-to-day so that you can be resourced to continue to show up. What if you could feel a little less burdened? What if you could have more clarity sooner rather than later? Right? Remember that being a leader doesn't mean you have to do it alone. You don't have to be at the top alone. And so I want to ensure that you know that I'm here. You can always DM me, email me, you know, if you need clarity on something, if something resonated for you, and if you're like, damn stuff, we just need to sit down and we need to talk about what's going on with me, you know, so I could just have like that little bit of release and pressure. Yes, let's do it. I've got some openings on my calendar coming up. We can schedule that call on Zoom to discuss, you know, what you're experiencing, how you want to feel and move through life. And during that time together, I'll offer clarity, validation, of course, and also customized support with just very small shifts you could do to a few simple practices based on your available time and energy. Remembering that the way that I work, no rigidity, no shoulds, no judgment, even if what you need is more consistency or flexibility. So friend, I encourage you to head to stephgalante.com slash call for the link to book. I've also included in the show notes. No matter what dominant culture says, you do not have to figure this out on your own. Now, as always, before we leave one another, I'm going to offer you up some considerations. How can you use what we've 
talked about today or what's coming up for you to human more easily and to support and uplift those in your community, especially those who are different from or hold identities that are more marginalized than your own. How can you use this information to connect more authentically and deeply to your community and begin to move toward mass mutual reliance and away from Western culture's individualism society? Until next time, my friend, please be kind and gentle to yourself, just as you would to those who are most precious to you, whether that's a human, an animal, baby, or a plant. I'd love to hear your thoughts about anything that we discussed in this episode. I do really love to hear from you. So please, please, please reach out and share. And if you've been loving the show, please tell your nearest and dearest about it and consider leaving a rating or a review. My friend, remember you are a badass and you are enough. Now go be your favorite self and be well. Humaning is a production of Steph Galante Self-Care, LLC. The show is produced by me, Steph Galante. You can find blog posts of some of the episodes on the episode page at stephgalante.com slash podcast, along with the transcript of today's episode and any other resources I shared today. If you're ready to create more aligned practices for yourself, head to stephgalante.com to learn more about creating a personalized self-care plan within the Holistic Self-Care Collective and coaching with me. You are a badass and you are enough. See you next time. Be well.